Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media on the big and small screen. This is episode number 80. I'm your host, Brian Professor Pettison. With me, as always, is my illustrious co-host, Titanium Tony Estrella, the fisherman Titania. Yes, sir. How You're back. You? Yeah. You had a big tournament yesterday. Big fishing t- bass tournament. Tough day. Yeah, you Tough were crack-a-dawn on the water. Lines in the water at yeah. what six thirty a.m. Six fifteen. Oh my! Fishing by six fifteen. Fish till weigh-ins was at three. Uh, tough day. We we put four sizable weighable fish in the boat. Limit was five. Uh, we just we caught all of them the last hour. Just didn't have time uh, to catch some more. Quality but you rallied fish. at the end, right? It was it was a it was slow frantic. morning, but you rallied at the end. I mean, I can't even tell you the condition of some of my rods that were on the deck during putting those fish in the boat. I, I think at imagine. one point one of my reels came off and it was, it was a shit show. And then to get back to weigh-ins, we were doing like, I don't know, 60 miles an hour on the water in yeah. chop. <laughs> oh my God. And to be back by three. I was white knuckled, gripping onto everything I could, just trying to hold on. Getting in, but we made it. We we made it by one minute. We had one minute to spare to Sweet. check in, and uh, it was fun. Great experience. Thank you, Mark Angelus, for having me. Um, back of the boat is a is a different beast, but it was fun. Well, that's a, a great way to spend your weekend. Another great way to spend your weekend is doing a podcast about comic book media, which we're going to do right now. But first, we want to thank. The listeners that bring the show to you, those are our patrons. Patreon.com is how you become a patron of the show. You want to donate a dollar an episode, help us out. Really helps us bring this content to you. You appreciate what we do. You want to give back to the show. Just become a patron. Patreon.com slash super talk is how you do that. Uh, please join. Look, no reviews this week. Uh, primarily because you and I really had no real big desire to go out and see the new movie that was in the theaters. DC Comics, it's an animated movie. DC Super Pets. DC yeah. League of Super Pets came yeah. out in theaters this weekend. Some pretty big names voicing some of those. The uh, Rock and Kevin Hart are yeah. the, the the two big names uh, yeah. attached to this project. Um, if you remember, if you recall, this movie was delayed. I believe it's supposed to come out in March or April, and it's been it was pushed back all the way to the end of July okay. by DC. All so right. that was part of their big shift of movies. And you and I at the time were like, "Why are they moving an animated feature Crazy. like four months? Yeah. Like, what is going on?" And I think it was just the kind of overall shift that they had for all their movie slate. Um, it did lead the box office this weekend. Not surprisingly, it was a new movie, so it did it did lead the box and office. And the only movie to launch this weekend. The only movie of any substance this right, weekend yeah. that, that launched. And Rotten Tomatoes had some pretty good reviews. I mean, wow. 89% fresh score from um, the, the the audience, which is, is a pretty good score. I think it was 72% from critics and 89% fresh. I will see this movie. Whether it's in the theater, I don't know, probably, but I will see this movie. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see it eventually. Yeah. Uh, the concept of the movie is uh, every superhero in the Justice League, Superman, Batman, The Flash, 
Wonder Woman, Aquaman have their own pets, whether they're dogs or cats or lizards or whatever they may be. And all of these pets are part of their own, like, Lizard. league of super pets, right? right. And they, they have their own kind of uh, – uh, and they have to save their owners. And so we, we don't know exactly what happens. I, I really haven't looked into it too much, but we should we'll see, see this. Yeah, we will. It'll be something to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, literally, it'll probably be like a Wednesday night where I have nothing else going on. Like, Let's go see League of Super Pets, yeah. you know, whatever. But, hey. I saw Nope instead Thursday. You saw what? Nope. How, how was Nope? It was good. It was different. It was weird as shit. It's a sci-fi movie. It's probably the least of my favorites of his three movies. Not of planet Earth, right? That's what Nope stands for? No, Nope stands for what black people say when there's a <laughs> I know scary that's situation. What, I know nope. that's, no, what, but that's what he said. That's what the director said. What's his name? Kean Peel? What's the guy's name? Did I butcher <laughs> you it? Nailed it. No. Not even <laughs> you close. Nailed it. But I thought Nope like was an acronym for not of planet Earth because it's about aliens coming to the Earth. Okay. That yeah. might be it, but I heard that he said it was just because that's nope. what they say. Yeah, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Hey, you want to go back and uh, sit in the uh, back of the barn by behind the chainsaws? Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> hey, there's noises coming from that graveyard. You want to head in there and discover nope. what it is? Nope. All right. All right. Well, let's, uh, again, Good we'll, movie. We'll, we'll, we'll review. Uh, we'll see it. We'll see DC League of Super Pets at some point in time, and, and we'll give you our thoughts in, uh, about it. Uh, again, not something that we were really compelled to see. but Because we're not five, and we're not ten years old. Well, you know, look. Are you looking forward to I Am Groot? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So it just it really didn't tug at the heartstrings or whatever it might be. I, you know, we'll see it eventually. But uh, let's jump into the news section. We got yes. a ton of things to talk about, and and a lot of this is really post Comic Con feedback, analysis, and interviews that happened after Comic Con, and yeah. a lot of the stuff that came out this week was really. In regards to all the announcements that came out uh, at Comic-Con last week and some yeah. of the the kind of, we'll say, the backlash of all of that. So yeah. we'll go through a bunch Pe of this. People are still kind of reeling from that. It was a it was an information dump that put people in a head spin. At least my, I'm still dizzy from it. It well, was incredible. Well, if nothing else, Titanium, I think, and I'm glad, you know, it had been a couple of years since we really had any Comic-Con right. presence. And I think the studios, both Marvel and DC and all the, you know, you know, the Star Wars people were there. You know, we got some John Wick stuff. We I mean, there's all kinds of stuff at Comic Con yeah. this week, this past week. I think it validated not only the audience that attends the show, but the people that pay attention to it. And I, I hope that going forward, both Marvel and DC, from a comic book media perspective, put some investment into this going forward because we did get some good, valuable information out of it. And the response was off the Huge, charts. Yeah, it was. We were dying for this information. Yeah. We, we said we need um, there's too many rumors floating around. Just come out and tell us what's going on. Yeah, so we they, got some. Of that. Definitely. We did. We got a ton of reports this week. Uh, I'll start off by saying uh, something that you, you brought to my attention uh, that the Sun has reported that Harry Styles has signed a multi picture deal to return as Eros Star Fox. In up to five MCU movies moving forward, up That's to crazy. five. Yeah, so not to. necessarily five, but Correct. up to five. Correct. Um, Kevin Feige was asked in an interview after Comic-Con, are we going to see Harry Styles in the MCU anytime soon? Are we going to see this character? And he came 
he really was kind of vague about when and where we would see him, but he said, look, we've got street-level heroes like Daredevil and Spider-Man. We've got supernatural heroes like um, Ghost Rider and Blade and Doctor Strange. And then we've yeah. got cosmic stories and heroes like Guardians of the Galaxy and, and other things. And that's where we're going to see Eros and Pip kind of Pip the Troll come back. Um, so he did say that we would see the character. But to get an announcement from an official newspaper, which is, you know, obviously something that's a little bit more valid, um, that Harry Styles has signed a multi-picture deal with MCUs, they've got some some plans for this character going yeah, forward. Absolutely. Whether it, And you and I talked about this last week. What's going on with the Eternals? Are we going to see them again? Are they going to yeah. be in another project? And this tells me that not only are we going to see the Eternals, we're going to see this character in something going forward. So what they're doing around the cosmic, you know, we'll say projects they have going on this character is going to fit into that pretty nicely i agree yeah he's I, too big of a star he is you don't nailed him down just for a cameo and or end credit scene i think uh i think they're going to use him a lot more i, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in guardians 3 at uh, james some. gunn has officially come out publicly and said he is not in the movie Excellent. he was asked point blank straightforward are we going to see star fox in in guardians 3 and he said absolutely not He's wow. we've got way too much else going on in the movie. That doesn't mean we won't see him in an end credit scene, though. Of course. Of course not. Uh, and I think that's probably the most we're going to see of him. But if you think about it, really, um, well, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumanium, maybe, maybe. But that's not really cosmic based. Well, but of all the projects we had announced by Marvel last week, and by the way, they left a ton out, which we'll talk about here in some other items. Um there are places where we could see this character in the future, especially things like Secret Wars and Kang, oh, Kang War and, and things the like Avengers that. Avengers joint movie. Uh, yeah, we're going to see a shitload of yeah. characters in those I movies. just have a feeling that they're gonna, they're not going to put the Eternals and Star Fox on the shelf for three years. I no. mean, something's going to happen somewhere yeah. that we're going to see them. So Agreed. we'll see. But good news for Harry Styles. I mean, again, when we saw him in the post credit scene, we're like, this guy's a superstar. He's too well known and too well liked. It's perfect casting. You know, hey, you're going to use him, and and the, the the signing just tells us that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And when you have that fan base that you're going after, that you brought in a whole group of of uh, different uh, age and different gender of fans uh, behind Harry Styles and all of his fan base, you bring those on the MCU uh, family. You, you can't just shelf that for a long period of time. So one of the things that was, and we'll move on to the next item, one of the things that was left out of any announcements last week that you and I discussed, any mention of mutants, the X-Men, any mutant yeah. project specifically, no mention of those at all. And and my thought last week was, this is something they're definitely holding on to for D23. It's way too big. It's something that they've been planning and something they have plans for. We just don't know those plans, and they're waiting to tell us in September at D23. And then there's a new a story that came out this week. Um, Inside the Magic reported that uh, the X-Men will not show up in the MCU until 2025, primarily because of contractual agreements that Fox has with the existing slate of actors that were cast in the X-Men movies at Fox that prevents them from recasting those characters until 2025. It makes a ton of sense. Number one, one of the reasons why they could 
bring Patrick Stewart back I was into just the say, MCU. Hey, Professor, what about yeah. Professor X? Well, they brought him back in the MCU and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of right. Madness to portray Professor X because he had been cast by Fox in that role pr- previously, and therefore they were living up to that contractual yeah. agreement that Fox had with, with Patrick Stewart. And we'll talk about the next story here in a second, but what this tells me is, number one, if there is truth to this, I'm surprised we haven't heard it. I, you know, when you hear these things from third-party sources, you kind of, again, if it doesn't come from Marvel, directly from Disney, take it with a grain of salt. Is there any truth to this? Maybe. And if we do hear announcements at D23 about their plans for mutants and the X-Men and recasting of these characters, and it doesn't happen until 25, we kind of have a feeling of why that is. Yeah. And it's this con- contractual agreement they have. At the same time, I kind of have a hard time believing this, that they would have purchased the rights to these characters with this contractual obligation, knowing they were going to take you know, upwards of four and a half years from when they made that acquisition before they could use those characters again, or any new actors. I'm surprised we haven't heard this earlier. That being said, it doesn't mean there's no truth to this. I think D23 will give us a lot of clarity around this. That being said, I want to kind of transition into the next story, which is when they released the Phase 5 calendar and they gave us all of those projects that you and I went through last week, all the way from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is the first film in Phase 5, all the way through Thunderbolts at the end of, or kind of middle of July of 2024, that's Phase 5, right? They gave yeah. us all those projects and everything. The, Disney the end Plus. of Phase 4 is Wakanda Forever. Right. And the beginning of Phase 5 is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Correct. which they're calling the Multiverse Saga. So that starts with Quantumania going all the way through. Phase 4 is going to go all the way through the Thunderbolts movie, which they announced in July of 2024. There was one specific date, and you and I went through this probably seven or eight episodes ago. When Marvel had released the uh, release dates of upcoming movie projects to the media without any names of those projects or any, you know, they didn't, we didn't know what movies were going to be attached to those dates. They gave us release dates for the next three years. And one of those dates was February 16th, 2024. That date was a glaring omission from their phase five release schedule. So we got all these projects, and we had, you know, Captain America, and then we had, um, I can't remember the movie that we had, Daredevil, Born Again, and then we had another uh, another movie, and then we had uh, Thunderbolts. But February sixteenth, twenty twenty four, was left off of that schedule, right? And there was a movie that comes out in, um, I believe, November of twenty twenty three, and then we had like the Thunderbolts in July twenty twenty four, and we're like. Or we had a May movie. I can't remember what the May movie was. And there was a July movie. But there was no February 24th movie. And we're like, it was February 16th, 2024 movie. We're like, what could that movie be? Why wasn't that date announced? Everybody and their mother and everybody and their brother is thinking about what is going to happen with that date. And the conjecture is this is when... Deadpool 3 is going to be released into the MCU, and they're saving that announcement for D23. The first mutant movie, the first mutant character to show up in the MCU is going to be Deadpool, 
And here's the reason why, speaking of the contractual obligations, guess what? Ryan Reynolds is the actor that played Deadpool in the Fox characters and they don't have in the Fox universe and they don't have to worry about the contractual obligations because he's already under contract. Right. So what 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 was the what you have the dates in front of you? What was it? February 14th, 2000 or 2025? No, no. Oh, you're talking about 2024? Yes, in 2024. So we had um Captain America New World Order is May 3rd, 2024. Thunderbolts is July 26, 2024. There is a February 16th, 2024 date that's not on the schedule. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, wh- what's going to happen in that date? Well, that would make sense for Deadpool and Deadpool only. So Deadpool 3 could go in 2024. I agree with because that. Because Ryan Reynolds. Because Ryan Reynolds. It's the same character. But I I just think that the Deadpool thing was a separate contract. It had really nothing to do with mutants. Um, but you're but right. I, it's that, part of the Fox universe. It, it absolutely is. But I think you're right. That could go 2023, 2024. But that date is absolutely open for that. And I think they would probably do themselves a favor by landing it. Now... Kang Dynasty, Secret Wars, that's all 2025. Right. We absolutely could see X-Men in those two movies. Um, and, and, and again, they had a number of unreleased projects earlier in mm-hmm. 2025 that they had some months and some dates there that they didn't right. attach project. They had the Fantastic Four, and then they had you know Kang Dynasty, and then Secret Wars. Fantastic Four, November 8th, 2024. Right. So after November 2024, between that point and Kang Dynasty coming out in 2025, there were a number of unreleased projects in dates that they had put on the schedule. They didn't give us anything. Absolutely, an X-Men movie is going to show up. And and again, that would if 2025 is when we're going to first see those characters in the MCU and it's before Secret Wars, it has to happen. It has to happen. It has to happen then. But I, I do believe... They're going to make an announcement at D23 about Deadpool 3 coming in February of 2024. And I think that is going to be a big announcement they're making. Two big things I want to see in D23. One is the announcement of Deadpool 3. I I think I'd love to hear and nail that down so mentally I can relax on that. And number two, some kind of casting announcements for Fantastic Fantastic Four. Four. Oh, you have to have that. You have to. I think they were saving that too. I hope so. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, I hope so. I, there were a number. And you, we know that the Fantastic Four is not going to be an origin story. It is going to be very similar to Spider-Man, the way that Marvel handled Spider-Man. And they're going to eliminate the origin story and just move them as a team as they are. Like we, we should know who they are. And we should. At and this everybody point should. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, we've done one it. One of the most popular teams in, in Marvel Comics history. Uh, there have been movies out before. There have been animated yeah. series out before. You we don't, don't need, need to know you who they are it. and how they get their powers like and all Spider-Man. that. Stuff. We didn't need it. Or, or do it as a as a, a five minute flashback. Um, flashback. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think you need it. What? Whatever. I mean, it's no big deal. Uh, we have to have that. And there were a number of projects they did announce that we feel we're going to get announcements for in D twenty three. Things like the Nova Project, things like the Wonder Man Project, things like um, what were the uh, other movies that we know that are coming out? Shang-Chi 2. Yeah. I mean, there's just su- certain projects that we know they have on the schedule. They've admitted to us. I mean, Marvel Kevin Feige has came out and said, we couldn't give you everything today. 
We'd love to give it all to you. We just couldn't do it all. We didn't have enough time. We've got way more to announce to you. They're going to come out with a ton of stuff. At D- and I think T23 is going to be off the charts. As much as we were happy with what we got at, at, at Comic-Con, yeah. I think D23 is going to be off the charts good. I agree. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, that was great. I think that Deadpool will be announced for February 2024, which will be awesome. Uh, we got another report. And I don't know if you saw this today, Titanium, but uh, small screen and movie web report. John Bernthal is going to return as the Punisher in his own series on Disney Plus, And they're going to announce this at D23. And that series is going to be re- uh, rated TVMA, which is TV Mature Audiences. Wow. So this was a big announcement. came out today. Uh, we had uh, surmised this many months ago. There was talk about John Bernthal returning as the Punisher. He'd been talks with Marvel, yep. Right, he had been in talks with Marvel about returning, uh, and he came out publicly and said, I would love to play this character again, but it all comes down to the script and the story and, and, and how this character is going to fit into the MCU. And we kind of had a feeling this was going to happen at some point in time. Yeah. The story that came out today was that he has already signed a contract with Marvel. He has signed a deal. He will be appearing in a Disney Plus series that will be announced at D23, starring The Punisher. And I, you and I talked about this months ago, Titanium. I wholeheartedly believe that the future of this character in the MCU is centered around the supernatural kind of Midnight Suns teams that they're putting together with Ghost Rider and the Black Knight and Blade and Werewolf by Night and Moon Knight hunting supernatural threats. I mean, look, the Punisher is an incredibly violent, incredibly, you know, controversial character in the MCU. But if you're hunting zombies and you know undead characters they can unleash you can unleash as many yep. bullets out of an automatic weapon as you want to kill those things and it Be really pc as hell yeah i agree yeah. i agree with you i i think that's an absolute way to show how of a absolute killer he is without you know kind of in today's society being uh showing you know, bad guys doing bad stuff. I, th- I think it's a great way to do that. Midnight Suns is a perfect vehicle for him to flourish. What if in. that Punisher series on Disney Plus had Moon Knight in it or some other character where they're hunting supernatural threats? I mean, God, can you imagine, dude? That would the Midnight or Suns, Ghost Rider. That would the Midnight Suns is my fantasy superhero team. You know what I'm saying? If you had to pick a team, like, you know, like fantasy football, but in fantasy football, I mean, a fantasy superheroes, the Midnight Suns is what I would pick. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, But look, I love John Bernthal all the way back when he was in Walking Dead. He's a fantastic actor. His portrayal of the Punisher character, not only in the 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 Daredevil series, but also in his own series, the two seasons he had on, on Netflix was so good um, as a as a you know kid who collected and purchased the Punisher comic books as a child and fell in love with this character in the comic books to see him on the big screen was a big deal or we'll say the small screen um, to see him in movies or a Disney Plus series and John Bernthal did it so well I, I can't wait and I swear to God if they announce this at D twenty three the 
it'll break the internet, just like Henry Cavill was supposed to do at, at Comic Con. <laughs> he it will be a huge, massive announcement, and to bring him out on stage will be a big deal. I'm just telling you, and and they've talked about D23 is going to be. Um, What's the date of D23? It's I think it's September 9th, 10th, and 11th. Okay, I believe are the three days of D. And I think we get Disney Plus Day is uh, September 8th. So we're getting a Disney Plus stuff before D23, and then 9th, 10th, and 11th. And and D23 is not just Marvel, as you can imagine. It's everything Disney. It's talking about the parks. It's talking about Star Wars. Star it's Wars. talking about the cruise ships. It's talking about everything. Pixar, yeah. Pixar, yeah. So we're gonna get a lot of announcements over those days, but. I, you know, this this announcement, they said that D23 is really being scheduled around the availability of the actors that were going to be on stage during these announcements. And yeah. I think bringing John Bernthal fall out Huge. on stage yeah. in his Punisher costume, oh. to, uh, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. Just so bring him out on news stage. today. I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, we did get some DC news. And I don't know where this is going, so you can kind of explain this to me, Titanium. So Jason Momoa came out on social media and confirmed that Ben Affleck will be reprising his role as Batman in Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. So what's going on here, Titanium? I I think it's going to be a small cameo. I don't think he's going to play into the storyline. Uh, I think it's going to either be an after credit scene or a small cameo. I think they're going to keep it canon. They're going to keep it consistent of what they've done with Justice League and all those movies until they get their shit together. Um, I'm really hoping for some big news from DC. I mean, again, they're still shelving uh, Superman. How do you do that? Uh, they're, they're filming Madam Web now. Um, they have... What's that have to do with DC? Uh, well... I, I think other films that are, are ongoing, you don't hear much about Madam Web. You don't hear much about Madam Web, so, Sony, Madam Sony, but you don't hear much about these other films. It's all Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. I'm hoping that these other entities, these other production companies, these other uh, companies like Sony, um, Warner Brothers, uh, Discovery, Warner Brothers now uh, have their shit together and they're starting to, to realize the way to do it is the way Mo- Marvel is doing it and make these big announcements. Well, we have we have. Okay, look, let, let's break it down. Outside of Marvel, here's what we know from DC. We've got Black, Nothing. Black Adam coming out in September. We have uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods coming out in December. Which and looks we have, better than I thought. Right. And then we have Aquaman coming out in the spring. So those three projects are... All been pushed back. I mean, they, but, they, Yeah, but they're on the slate. And, okay. and again, the Flash Flashpoint movie has been pushed back to the summer. And we've heard and talked about... Ezra Miller's, you know, potential issues with that project. And we have no idea what's going on there. This news is big for a couple of reasons. One, we thought Ben Affleck was done in, in the DCEU. We thought he was finished after um, the Snyder cut for the, for the most part. We knew he was going to reprise his role at least one more time for the Flashpoint movie in a very small role. Yeah. But I that was going to be it. To, yeah. But to hear that he's now coming back in Aquaman means not only is he reprising his role another time, but he's doing it before the Flash movie comes out. So we're going to see Ben Affleck as Batman one more time in the DCU before the last time we were supposed to see him, which was the Flash movie. Does this mean that he might be the future Batman of the DCEU? 
nothing would make me happier. I I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he did a great job. I, I, I like him. N- nothing against Mr. Patterson. I, I think he did a phenomenal job. Great movie. I love that movie. Matt Reeves. That was unbelievable cinematography off the charts. But I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he did a great job and he played the role very, very well. Um, I don't know. Was this a, an announcement? Because the rumor was that uh, Ezra Miller was supposed to have a cameo in this movie as The Flash to set his movie up that's next. Um, Here's the other question. Does Ben Affleck take over some of the screen time that Amber Heard was going to have as Mira in the movie and they had to replace her screen time with some other compelling character and therefore it's Ben Affleck now as Batman and we're not going to see as much, if any, of Mira and Amber Heard because of all the controversy there. Right. And we have to bring somebody else in. And Ben Affleck's like, look, I'll do it because I love Jason Momoa. They're good friends. You know, they got along. And Riddle me this, Professor. Gal Gadot has come out and said that, yes, she's going to play Wonder Woman again. And that movie is greenlit. Uh, they don't have any script. They don't have any director. Um, what do you do with Gal? I mean, do you one of the most popular DC characters and a huge first movie is still on the shelf like superman i mean it's brutal you mentioned it titanium i think the biggest thing missing from the dceu right now is long-term vision of their strategy and plan do you still think i think they're going to have a fandom event again later this year i do believe they're going to do that around the october november time frame like they did last year and i do think we're going to get some and i i do believe the people at Discovery DC, Discover Warner Brothers are thinking about that right now. Because, yeah. again, if I look at the long-term vision of what DC has on the slate right now, it ends with Flashpoint, which is summer of next year. There's no vision beyond that. None. We don't – We again, you mentioned that the third Wonder Woman movie has been greenlit, but we know nothing about it. No plot, no story, no title, nothing, no direct – I mean, well, we, we, we assume – Patty. Uh, Patty Jenkins is still directing that. We know Gal Gadot's still part of that project, but we know nothing about it. I think that this fandom event we might get near the end of the year hopefully will give us a long-term vision. And this could be a massive shakeup. And I'm hoping that this announcement that we heard from Jason Momoa means that Ben Affleck may be back in. We know that after Justice League, he was going through some personal problems. He was dealing with some substance abuse issues. But it seems like recently he's gotten his life back together. He just recently got married. You know, got married last week to J-Lo. So they're married again. So his life's back in order. Maybe he's now thinking, you know, like, look, I wouldn't mind spending the next five years playing a, a, a Batman character in the, in the DCEU. You know, we could have Matt Reeves and, and Robert Pattinson do their kind of like alternate universe version of this, but I, I'll be happy to do the Justice League version of this, and maybe this means he's back. I don't know. Again, I'm happy for Jason Momoa because he is a fantastic Aquaman, oh. and I want his movie to succeed like nothing else. Um, the director, Wong, uh, what's his... Uh, 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 Fast and Furious guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's I mean the first Aquaman movie was fantastic. Yeah. I, I want this movie to succeed. So if this helps, great. We'll see where it goes. I I think we need and again strategically, DC's got a lot a oh. lot to live up to. And again, they they Very missed the boat on Comic Con. Of course Who knows? they did. Yeah. 
disheveled. I mean, yeah. I, yes, uh, The Rock and Black Adam had a big showing at Comic-Con, but I don't think it was enough to hold the franchise together. It no, really wasn't. They, they do need, and again, you, you mentioned this uh, several times, Titanium, that they're looking for a Kevin Feige to lead the future of the DCEU, uh, somebody who's going to be the strategic mind behind yeah. the the plans of what we're going to do with these characters. Yeah, and there's we, just, we've talked about this before, yeah, Professor. That it's too much. Is it Kevin Smith? Is it somebody? Is it Jeff? Uh, what's his Jeff, name? Johns. Jeff Johns? George? Jeff George? Jeff, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns? I don't know. I mean, he hasn't done a bang up job moving forward. I mean, maybe the suits at Warner Brothers have kind of handcuffed him to certain ideologies that he can't express his creative vision of comic book related uh, issues going through the, the DCEU. But uh, they really need to get their stuff together because... Those characters are so rich. They're some of my favorite characters, uh, superhero characters. And to shelve them and not pay attention to them and not get into arguably some of the best villains. Hey, but but look, we, we've got the Joker musical to look forward to. So don't even I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> that is so disgusting to me. The rumors of that is so vile. I will. You know, that's going to be hard Gaga, to cover. You know, on stage. That's going to be as Harley Quinn. Yeah. That's what they're saying. I cannot get behind that. I'm sorry, people. And again, you, you see, the, we've heard the potential rumors of a lot of these super, superstars that were attached to DCU projects, like Henry Cavill potentially being cast in MCU projects now. I mean, there's rumors that he may be playing Captain Britain in, in future MCU projects. And and you, you hear Margot Robbie maybe looking at roles inside of the MCU. And, wow. And... The reasons for that is because DC doesn't know what the heck they're doing with no, these characters. They need to nail that down pretty quickly. So let's move on. All right. Um, we did see, uh, and this came out like right after Comic-Con. So uh, obviously Comic-Con, Marvel had their Hall H presentation. Um, they never released the entire Hall H presentation to us uh, that weren't in attendance. We get some snips and some clips from whatever they want to show to us, which were fantastic. What they showed to us was, was great, but there were some scenes that people that attended hall H got to see that we didn't. And two big, huge ones were hall H attendees got teaser trailers for both guardians of the galaxy volume three and Ant-Man and the wasp Quantumania. Now, not surprisingly, these clips they got to see, leaked their way onto the internet and there's some grainy, you know, footage, you know, kind of a somebody holding their phone down by their leg and seeing like half of the screen yeah. and maybe getting most of the audio, but not much of the video. But we did get to see a lot of the, te the te teaser trailers that they were treated to at hall H. Wow. Like yeah. some of the stuff we got to see in both of these were awesome. We, Especially and, the Ant-Man and the Wasp when he wow. confronts Kang for the Kang first time. Kang and, and, and Scott Lang confronting each other. And, yeah. you know, he, he's like, well, well, I'm an Avenger. And he's like, oh, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? Right. You know, and just like some creepy crap. And yeah. we see scenes of, uh, of, uh, of his daughter and Hope and him getting dragged into some portal. Some I mean, it's kind of vortex. Oh, yeah. vortex. It's like craziness. And I can't wait to see that because it, and we see scenes of him with Hank Pym and, and Janet Van Dyne uh, uh, 
kind of sitting in, in their house and kind of talking about how Scott Lang's become a celebrity, talking about how he saved the universe His and all this daughter, other stuff. Uh, Scott Lang's daughter, who's now grown, they recast her, a new actress. She's cute as a button. Uh, my daughter doesn't like her as an actress, but uh, I, there's questions. Is she going to be uh, Stinger? Stature or Stinger. Stature or Stinger? What do you think? So in the comic books, she was Stature, stature as part of the Young Avengers. You know, she was kind of like the Goliath or Giant Man version right. of the Ant Man who could grow to enormous heights. But then later on in the comic books, she became Stinger, which is more like the uh, Wasp, kind of a little uh, another version of the Wasp. Yeah, yeah. It's a great question. We don't know that uh, Cassie Lang, uh, the character, but. Uh, this movie, I think this move, this movie, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, is looking like a mini Avengers movie to me. It, it's turning out to be because you have Ant Man, the Wasp, Stature slash Stinger, the original Ant Man, the yeah. original Wasp, right. right? Kang the Conqueror. We've got and then potential cameos that we may have in this. movie. This movie looks like it's going to be a big one. Yeah, absolutely is. And quote unquote, uh, this movie will change the MCU. Moving forward. Yeah. So whatever happens in this movie is going to set the tone, for, obviously, for the multiverse. It kicks off uh, phase five. But if we got this teaser, or oh, oh, we'll say if the attendees of Hall H got this teaser trailer, doesn't that tell you that we're going to get this at D23? I would say a I would full so. trailer, right? Or or the, the same teaser or, yeah. or at D23. I mean, we're less than a month away from this or about a month away from this now. What they've shown shown this teaser trailer. This is something they cut and they created, and this movie's coming out next spring, yeah. right, you know, or late winter, in the March time frame. We should get a teaser. We should get something at D twenty three. I would Agreed. think so. And the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That movie comes out next July uh, or May. May May I think next May. Um, if we get the the attendees of Hall H got to see a teaser trailer of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, May 5th, yep. Yeah, May. Huge scenes between uh, the new version of Gamora and Star-Lord kind of talking with each other. Yeah. We got to see the High Evolutionary. She's like, she's like head of the Ravengers now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. it's huge. And, and then we got to see the High Evolutionary with a, a baby rocket raccoon. Yeah. You know, you know. Just so many scenes Adam in there. Adam Warlock. We got to see Adam Warlock. I, yeah. We got to see these D23. I mean, yeah. why would you release them in Hall H if you're not going to, if they're not ready? I mean, and and uh, we heard um, Chris Pratt say on stage, it was the first time he had seen that, that footage kind of put together and it got him all emotional and everything. But wow, I mean, I, I'm ready for, for some. I mean, I think D23 is going to be enormous. Yeah. I just I do have too. a feeling. So I'm hoping. But again, if if you haven't seen that on the internet, there are very grainy, bad clips of it out there, and and there, I mean, it's really hard to follow, and, and I just can't wait for them to release it to us because I think we deserve yeah. it. But I need it all put together. I don't need exactly, grainy clips. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, that's the news this week. Let's jump in the top of the week this week, yes, and sir, uh, um, we're going to do a little preview of the She Hulk series, which is coming out on Disney Plus on August seventeenth. And the news of the week is brought to you by um, our friends over at Studio GG Studios, home of the man band, Corn on the Cob, Woo! best friends of Super Talk without Woo! question. So absolutely. Studio G, keep uh, supporting us because we'll keep supporting you. So absolutely. thank you very much for everything you do for us. Um, but yeah, we're going to do a little preview of the She-Hulk series uh, coming out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the trailer we got at Comic-Con was 
I think from my perspective, the best trailer we've gotten for this, we got a teaser of this way like six months ago and you and I were kind of underwhelmed by it. You said the CGI was kind of not really good. And what we got was just like really didn't give us an idea of the plot. Well, the, the trailers we've had, we've got recently are off the charts. Good. Yeah. Um, tells us a little bit more about the story, tells us a little bit more about how they're positioning each one of these characters. We got to see so much footage of some of the cameo, well, we'll say some of the cameos we know about and how they're playing roles in the show. We'll kind of talk through that. But I wanted to give the audience a little bit of history of the character of Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk. From the comics. In the comic books. And then we'll kind of draw some conclusions on what they're doing for this series and how it relates or are they making some changes? And it's not uncommon for Marvel to make changes from comic book history. They've done it many times previously. They're going to deviate from the comic book history a little bit when it makes sense or to fit the story, but as they should. And we'll also address some of the rumors that are online and some of the dislikes about this show online. Uh, Professor will give you, I'll ask professor his opinion. I'll give you my opinion. All right, well, let's talk about the comic book history of She-Hulk specifically. So She-Hulk originally debuted in the Savage She-Hulk number one, which was uh, 1979, an original comic book. Uh, They created this character out of the blue. Hulk had been around for a while, become a very popular character in the comics. And they're like, hey, what if we had a female version of this character? So they created her from scratch. Uh, brilliant marketing by Stan Lee and and, and uh, others at Marvel in creating this character. Um, she had her own comic book series, and they kind of gave her backstory of how she became the She-Hulk. Uh, really interesting story. She is a lawyer, as you guys know. We'll see this in the, in the television series. Um, she's a lawyer. She's Bruce Banner's cousin. She goes to visit her cousin, who she hadn't seen in a while, and he reveals to her that he that he's the Hulk. And she's like, oh, my God, you know, what happened to you? How did this happen? All, and he tells her the whole story. All Unbeknownst to him, she's being hunted by a gangster. So there's an individual she's representing in court. Because of her lawyerness. Right? She's a lawyer. She's representing an individual in court who happens to have worked for this gangster, uh, Nicholas Trask, um, who uh, this gangster she's representing seems to have some evidence against Nicholas Trask, and she publicly announces that she thinks that she has some evidence that the the federal government might, might want to use against Nicholas Trask. Right. So he sends hitmen out to kill her. She's in a car driving with her cousin Bruce, um, they're attacked by these hitmen uh, uh, representing Nicholas Trask. She's shot, uh, you know, mortally wounded by by gunfire. Um, Bruce is, you know, able to fight off the attackers, as you can imagine. He's the Hulk, so he's able to fight off the attackers. But she's dying of a gunshot wound. He takes her, he breaks into a, lo- a local doctor's office, brings her in there, and is trying to save her life. Realizes she's bleeding to death. And the only choice he has is to give her a blood transfusion. That's the only thing that's going to save her life. Right. And what do you think is in his blood? <laughs> Gamma radiation. So the blood transfusion uh, does save her life. Well, she dies, but then she, because of the blood transfusion and the gamma radiation in his blood, it does eventually save her. Um, but she she's able to recover. She gets into a hospital. He brings her to the hospital after he saves her life. 
She's saved. She's in the hospital. Well, hitmen come to do a second hit against her in the hospital, and she turns into the She-Hulk. Right. And she's able to fight everybody off and, you know, you know, take care of problems. And she's like, oh, this is interesting. Um, I'm now able to turn into this, uh, you know, hulking six foot seven, you know, strong person. Uh, anytime I have problems going forward, the She-Hulk's going to take care of them. So this was now her kind of alternate persona. She was the lawyer, but she also had this thing that she could turn into that could take care of all the problems that she might have as being this lawyer. Right. Um, so she led a, what we'll call a split life for, for many years, right? So she was a lawyer by day. She would turn into the She-Hulk to kind of go do investigations and take out bad guys and all kinds of other stuff. She was Jennifer Walters, a lawyer during the day. And then she would turn into She-Hulk. She kind of led this kind of dual, dual identity for a long time. Um, she was eventually asked to join the Avengers, which she did. She was asked uh, by the Wasp, uh, Janet Van Dyne, to join the Avengers, and she did. And they, and they became great friends, and she was now a full admitted member to the Avengers, which was, was like a pretty big deal for, for somebody. And for the comic book specifically, to have a, another female, a strong female member, yeah. oh, was huge. Right. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why Marvel created this character is, is because they didn't really have a lot of strong female characters in the comic books, and having a She-Hulk was a big deal. So to yeah. bring She-Hulk on the Avengers was huge. Yep. Um, she then eventually replaced the thing on the Fantastic Four. So when she joined the, the comics, yeah, yeah it, she joined the Avengers. And then shortly after she joined the Avengers was the original secret wars run in the comic books in the late eighties. Uh, she was part of that. She was, you know, participated in the secret wars kind of comic book run. Uh, that was the first time she fought Titania. Mm -hmm. What Titania had recently gotten her powers and the two of them faced off against each other in secret wars. And, and Titania is in the, the, com the show, the television series. Yeah. But that was the first time the two of them had faced off was in secret wars. Well, shortly after secret wars, uh, Ben Grimm left the fantastic four and Reed Richards asked, uh, Jennifer Walters as She-Hulk to replace yeah. the thing as the fourth member of the Fantastic Four. And she's like, sure, I'll do it. And she was on the Fantastic Four for, for a long time uh, in the comic books while Ben Grimm was off doing other things. Um, and then at one point in time, the Fantastic Four ventured into the microverse, which... The quantum uh, realm. Is the quantum realm that we know in the MCU now... So the microverse was what we refer to in the MCU as the quantum realm. Uh, just kind of histor history, uh, the microverse word is not um, intellectual property that's owned by Marvel. It's owned by um, a toy company, Hasbro. Uh, they had a, a, a small versions of toys called Micronauts. Yeah. And they owned the intellectual property over the word microverse. So when we got... Uh, in the first Ant-Man movie, in the second Ant-Man movie, they talked about the quantum realm. They had to use the word quantum realm because Microverse was owned by oh, Hasbro. Yeah. Right. Um, but in the comic books, the Fantastic Four venture into the Microverse, which is the quantum realm, and she's subjected to this um, radiation in the Microverse, which prevents her from... Um, turning back into Jennifer Walters, the human. So she had been able to switch between Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk, um, the, the the physical forms of the two at will. 
Um, and one of the big differences between her and Bruce Banner and the Hulk was Is that fact. Yeah, that she could switch back and forth. She could switch back and forth at will, but she also retained her um, her mind. Right. So, like typically, Hulk. right? Typically, when the Hulk um, you know raged out and turned into the Hulk, he became this mindless, you know, strong monster. beat monster. The She Hulk was still the same personality. It was one of the big uh, benefits and advantages that she had. Well. This radiation she was subject, subjected to in the microverse prevented her from form, uh, returning back to her human form. And therefore, she was going to be the She-Hulk going forward. And frankly, that was good by her because she was much happier being She-Hulk than yeah. she was being Jennifer Walters. And I think that conflict in the in the show is going to come through. Yes, and we'll see that. Uh, but she was a member of the Avengers on and off for many years. Uh, you look at the Avengers roster over comic book history. She's been on the Avengers many, many, many times. And so she's a, a staple on that team. Um, and, you know, anytime they, there's a strong character, you know, her and Hercules have been on the team together at the same time and other things. But, there, you know, she's been on that team for a long, long time. Um, and she was the first one. In, and just to kind of talk about this, you, you mentioned this last week. She was the first one to break the fourth wall in the comic books. Yeah. Um, way before Deadpool did it. So you yeah, mentioned and that's that. a lot of controversy right now that I, I was going to get into with you and, and, and ask you and you, we, we have it here. We're going to talk about it right now. Is that a lot of fans are saying, Oh, it's a, it's a copy of Deadpool. Deadpool did it first and they're copying the Deadpool movie. Well, actually no. Right. The, she she broke the fourth wall in the comic books. Way used to before. rip the pages of the comic books and yell at the writers and the producers and things like that. Within the comic book itself, she would talk to the audience directly. So uh, she you was, can see the 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 cover. I've got uh, a cover of the Sensational She Hulk number one here, and she's holding here. the comic book of her original comic book from 1979, the the Savage She Hulk. We have an like, armored car out front and guards, and she's telling you in. on the cover. She's talking to the audience. If you don't buy my comic book this time, you know, and she did that. So she broke the fourth wall before anybody did Way in, before in comic books. And so yes, there's a lot of controversy about that. Oh, she's doing the same thing that Deadpool does. Well. Frankly, She-Hulk did that in the comics way before Deadpool right. was even a character. Yeah. Deadpool, the character, didn't uh, debut in the comic books till the early 90s. He wasn't even created you know, until, right. until Rob Leif Liefeld created him as part of the New Mutants uh, comic book run. So She-Hulk had been around for a long time before that, and she's been doing it for a long time. So for the, her to do that in her series is kind of like, that's her apropos. So to see it in the trailer didn't surprise awesome. me. Um and I think it's a, it's really great. So just wanted to bring that up. That's something she's done in the comics. So let's talk about the Disney Plus series specifically. So who's in it? Uh, I find it very, uh, I'll say, ironic that the star of the show is named Tatiana Maslany, and her biggest rival is Titania. Yeah. Don't you find that kind of funny? Yeah. Funny. Uh, but Titania, uh, Tatiana, Ma even Mas funnier. She's like five two. Yeah, she's tiny, yeah, she's really tiny. small, small yeah. girl. She plays Jennifer Walters, who eventually turns into the She-Hulk. Uh, we see Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner in the Hulk is going to play a huge role in this series, not only early on, but I think ongoing as her cousin, Bruce Banner, uh, but also somebody who's going to kind of mentor her and kind of teach her how to be a superhero and use her powers. Uh, we know that Tim Roth is coming back as Emil Blonsky, the abomination from the Incredible Hulk movie. Um, she represents him in the in the series at some point in time. We'll talk about that here in a minute. 
Um, Jamila Jamil plays Titania. Again, kind of one of her big rivals in the comic books. Somebody who has very similar powers, strong, um, forceful women. We see some some conflict between them in some of the trailers as well. Yeah, a lot of controversy on that outfit that she had in the thing. And I think they, they're going to explain that in the show. I do think so, too. Yeah. Uh, Ginger Gonzaga plays Nikki Ramos, who is her best uh, friend, her best friend uh, Jennifer Walser's best friend, as, as well as her paralegal. So they, they're, they're kind of talking with each other a lot in the in trailers. We do see Benedict Wong is coming back as Wong. Let's go. The character. You can't go Wong with Wong. Right. He, he, he we thought he might have a, a brief cameo, but the trailers are telling us that he's probably going to be in several episodes I of this yeah. for some reason. Awesome. And we'll figure that out. And we know Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil. So that, that we those are the cameos we know about. From what I understand, there's going to be a different cameo almost every episode in Killer. this series. That'd be awesome. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of characters. We're not surprised. We're going to be very surprised to see. The series is based in L.A. I mean, all this happens in L.A., and Charlie Cox, uh, Daredevil, is a New York-based uh, character. So that'll be interesting. I'll, I'll be interesting to see how Is it they... possible that she ends up in New York for some reason? Well, in the comic book, she's she's based in New York herself, right? Hello? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah, uh, in the comic book, she's based in New York. So it'll be interesting to see. But in this show, they have her based in L.A. So... It'll be fun to see. Yeah, so what do we know from the trailers? So the trailers have shown us scenes of uh, a brief scene of some kind of accident. We see something in the trailers where she's yeah. holding Bruce. She drags him out of the... the they get into a car Seems like a car, like a car accident. Yeah, car wreck, and that's when the blood transfer happens. Right, she's like pulling him out of the yes. car. And she's lying on the ground holding him. He, he's His arm's still in the sling, still and in the he's, sling. In, he's in human form. He's in human form, and he's hurt without turning into the Hulk. Right. So I think he's still in that transition of... Between uh, him and Professor Hulk. Kind yeah, of, yeah, I think he's trying to... But he's but bloodied we, up. We see a scene where like the, the green, like her veins start turning His green. blood all over her. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how she... And, and I don't think it's going to be very... It's not going to be the blood transfusion we got from the comic book history, but no. there's going to be some reason why yeah. his blood gets into hers and, yeah. and creates the She-Hulk character. His blood comes into... Yeah, I think it's interesting. That's a, that's a great way of doing it quick. Quick and easy. Yeah, right? I think yeah. it'll be pretty cool. And 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 we do see a number of scenes, which are the probably the best of the trailer that we training seen. So, montage. Oh my god, with Bruce yeah. and Jennifer on some deserted island where he's trying to teach her. I think what it Mexico. means to be a yeah be a Hulk and what the powers are, yeah. and she seems to be getting the gist of it pretty quickly. Gist of it more better than him. I yeah. think she's a better Hulk than he. And he's it took him off. years. <laughs> well, yeah, it took, I think he's a little upset about it. It, it took him years to kind of master it and she gets it immediately so yeah she's I think picking it up little, very quickly yeah um and then we from what we understand in the trailers again ultimately people find out that she is a she-hulk and it seems like she has to turn into the she-hulk at some point in time in court to kind of protect people in court it looks like titanium yeah. may, may come into court and she has to turn into she-hulk yeah. and defend everybody there people find out who she is and they say look we've got all these superhumans that you know, super powered individuals that need representation. We'd love you, yeah. Jennifer, to lead this new practice at the law firm to represent these individuals as the She Hulk. Right. So to be the face of superhuman law, 
uh, the She-Hulk with this company that she's working for. This law yeah. firm, right? Yeah, this yeah. law firm, yeah. That deals with superhuman entities. So. And we know she's asked to represent Emil Blonsky, the abomination, and she's talking to her boss and says, look, I've got a conflict of, conflict of interest. This guy tried to kill my, my cousin. Yeah. And this harkens back to the Edward Norton version of the Incredible Hulk movie where... The abomination tried to kill the Hulk, right? And, and and she's like, "Look, this guy tried to kill my my brother." You know, it's like you know, my cousin, and then like I can't represent him. And yeah. the, the law firm's like, "Oh, too bad." You know, you got to take on the take <laughs> Emil on. Blonsky. Uh, at one point, he she comes in and he says, "Namaste." Apparently, he's some kind of cult leader. Like you can see up in the window, all these women uh, standing there, his worshippers. That he's got some kind of wellness clinic that he runs via <laughs> via his cage his his containment center he runs some kind of wellness like this mind body spirit kind of thing that she ends up going to and there's other superhumans there that have rage issues that they're trying to deal with that he he is now controlling it's it's going to be slapstick for sure it's going to be funny but yeah it's going to be fun uh that, that he is some kind of like a life coach for people that have anger issues which is hilarious. So we know that the cameos we absolutely know about are right. Wong, Daredevil, uh, Mia Blonsky, uh, Abomination. They're all going to be in the, the series to some extent. The we know crew. the Wrecking Crew, yeah. which is a, a, a very uh, classic Marvel Comics, uh, we'll say villainous group, uh, show up in the, so the trailers at one point in time. She has to fight them off. We know they're going to be in it. Uh, we again, Charlie Cox's Daredevil Devil's going to be in it, but for, again, from what we've been told, again, what is it, a nine episode series? I think nine. it is. Yeah, 30, uh, 30 minute nine episodes. And from what we've been told, there's a lot of cameos that we might be surprised about. And, and so. again, we we've talked about rumors of potentially Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones showing up. We've talked about rumors of potentially. Uh, uh, you know the thing you know showing up potentially uh, you know there's lots of things that could happen here i would not be surprised at all i i think this series i, I to be honest with you titanium i'm really excited about this series i wasn't at first but now i'm starting to get, especially yeah. that last the tr second there's trailer no way it could be it's worse gonna be than fun marvel Nothing. No is worse. way it could be worse than Ms. Marvel. God bless her. She's such a cute little actress oh, and, and did a great job. But stop but honestly, <laughs> that show really. So yeah, I mean, but I'm I'm looking forward to this. The 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 recent trailers have really yeah, got me excited about it. It's gonna now. People don't think you're gonna get some like old school The Incredible Hulk show. Bruce Banner, you know, goes through this serious. This isn't serious. This is going to be it's fun, comedy, fun, fun. Right? It's a comedy. It's an Ally McBeal law uh, courtroom drama kind of comedy. So that's what this show is. A lot of fourth wall breaking. She talks to you. It, it's just the way that they've designed the show. I think you and I are going to have a lot of fun covering I, this one. I absolutely. I can't wait to see the cameos. Yeah. I think you and I are going to have a lot of fun with this one. And, I, and again, this is going to take us, for the most part, it's coming out in mid-August. It's going to end in the October time frame, which is going to be kind of like right before we get to kind of the, the, the Black Panther Wakanda Forever time frame. Yeah. It's going to give us, you know, nine weeks of, of entertainment. Yeah. I, th I think it's going to be really good. I'm, I'm, me too. I'm excited and for we'll it. And we'll get uh, D23 in there at the end oh, of yeah. it too. So yeah, we'll, we'll get fun. some good stuff. So. Excellent. Professor, great show. The bell has rung. School is over. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more Super Talk. To get in touch with us on social media, hit us up via email, supertalkpodcast at outlook.com or at supertalkpod 
on Twitter. Until then, stay super, everyone. Thank <music> you.